0: Yesterday, es- a lot of gutted fans back in New Zealand to hear you won't be in tomorrow's match. What's your message to them? Oh I just think our team's never been about one person, so this to me oh, seems you got there, Look out. <laughs> oh, she did. Easy, easy. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's never been about one person, sorry. <laughs> and it's no different now, so we'll be alright.
1: Right, right uh, the noun is gut punch. The plural is gut punches and the figurative is bad news to a degree that it causes the recipient to feel physically affected. Example, that man, Sean Johnson, ruled out of the Warriors vs. Panthers uh, week one finals game due to a calf injury. That is a gut punch. But alas, the game will be played, and of course, the Warriors have a gut puncher's chance. Maybe better than that, actually. Joel Kane is the host of The Run Home in Sydney. You know him, you've heard him, he's a top analyst and thinker of rugby league, and we've got him on the line this morning ahead of a massive weekend of NRL Finals footy, which actually starts tonight. We'll take a look at that Broncos Storm game very shortly. But, uh, Joel, good morning to you from uh, this side of the Tasman. Uh, Yeah, we got the bad news about Sean Johnson. Uh, How does uh, that affect the Warriors' chances in your thinking?
0: Uh, Hello, Smitty, and hello to your listeners. Look, it's a massive blow because he he might be the bloke who... We'll soon have a medal around your neck called the Dallian Medal. It's been a remarkable... Uh, I said to Webby, we had him on the show over here on the run home with Joel and Fletch, and I said, mate, you've just got him off the canvas. Everyone was selling shares in Sean Johnson, and uh, who would have thought that fast-track eight or nine months and you're going, oh, no, Sean's out. Um, how will they handle? Um, look, it's a gut punch, as you refer to it, but don't forget the Panthers have got a gut punch themselves with no Jerome Lewis. Um The other thing is... I just got a sense that I know everyone's declaring Penrith have won this competition, but to me, the last couple of years, this is a whole new competition in itself right now. And the last two years, they just got past Melbourne on their way to winning that first of their two in this series anyway. And then last year, people forget, South had them on the floor. Um, and then they just escaped without it. The score was a bit flattering at the end, but I wouldn't be saying this is all done and dusted. They come out full blazing, and the biggest asset you've got is the bloke who had the keys to the castle, Andrew Webster, who sat in so many of those meetings. He knows what's going on in those Panthers meetings and what Ivan Cleary's coming up with. So he's your biggest advantage, and he's going to be there.
1: As you say, you've had him on the show. You, you've highlighted him twice already. Uh, how's he managed to turn this... Uh, and it was a mess this time last year. It was doom and gloom. It was despair. How has he turned it around to this point, in your view?
0: Well, it's pretty remarkable because I know they've had some good ins who, who have performed, but it's not like they were superstars at other clubs, like guys like Jackson Ford and Chance Nicol Crookstar and uh, Murata Nakore and these sorts of guys. And so he's been given almost a like-for-like squad, but you lose Reece Walsh. Reece Walsh, in that time, become the number one player in the game. So to be fair on Webster, he hasn't really had an upside as far as the roster is concerned. One thing he said to us, and success leaves clues and I dare say he's got this from Penrith as well, is almost everything they do at training is competition-based. Like, every little thing they do is competition-based. And when you're doing stuff like that, people are training harder than they ordinarily would without even knowing it. And And I think him introducing all this competition and making people compete all the time is, A, they're getting fitter and training harder because of those reasons I've outlined before. But the second thing is... Every day they're trying to win. And I don't know, this is very different. Speaking to, you know, Monty Beetham and other guys who were involved in the hot side of the early 2000s, our T D side, etc. There's a different feel in New Zealand. I don't know whether that's because of COVID. I don't know whether that's because of this guy Webster and, and the humbleness of this team. I don't know. But there seems to be, and you could probably verify this, Smitty, there seems to be a different feel about this squad than the ones before. And I'm not just talking about the team. I'm talking about the reaction by the greater public.
1: Joel, I can tell you, we've got a World Cup rugby starting tomorrow, as you well know. Um, The All Blacks is our national team. Um, uh, This is uh, huge every four years. Uh, It's pretty split, you know, um, particularly in the northern regions of New Zealand, as to who they'd rather watch tomorrow. Uh, and the Warriors, or up the WARS, as they're saying, has got a massive, I mean, a, a following like uh, I could never believe in rugby league.
0: What do you put it down to, Smithy? Why do you see this uh, mediocre rise for the Warriors? Oh,
1: I think it's the underdog factor. I i think, you know, uh, through COVID, when they made the sacrifice to spend basically three years away from and home, I, I think it's all a, it's, you know, I, I think it's a feel-good thing about uh, the mm. fact and. You know, and it's a family type thing. And where they're based in South Auckland too, Joel, is is a huge community for rugby league. And, um, you know, they they just get this level of support. And, of course, you know full well uh, they've got a fair old niche over there in Australia too. So it's just a feel-good underdog type thing. And we like that kind of thing in New Zealand, you know.
0: Yeah, it's excellent. The the biggest disadvantage you have without Sean Smithy uh, tomorrow is... You know, this team already are really good at the back of the field. You know, To'o and Edwards and, and uh, Young Taruva. So you need a supreme kicking game. And, and that's... that's. So forget about all these try assists and that. I think you can cope with that. But they have to turn up with... Whether it's a Marty Martin or... I don't know whether Volkman comes into the side or, or how they play it. But it's a kicking game which... It, it just might give Panthers too much field position. But you never know. You just never know.
1: Right, let's have a look, to, uh, if we can, at the Broncos' storm again uh, tonight. Uh, over here, the Broncos' uh, relatively firm favourites. How do you see this one?
0: Uh, look, I this is my grand final, Smitty, to be honest with you. I, I actually think that um, these two teams will meet in the grand final, Melbourne and the Brisbane Broncos, if you go by seedings, the winner of this game has a huge advantage because they'll go straight through to the prelim they'll host. You know, so it's not a game in Sydney. It's, it's either in Brisbane or it's in Melbourne, so there's a traveller happening somewhere there. Um, as far as the winner of this game, I'm, I'm really finding it hard. My, my gut says this Broncos side, I know the record, this record, um, which you'll hear many times today, I think you'll find Melbourne have won 24 of the last 26, and haven't lost at Suncorp Stadium since about 2009, which, for an away team, it's about as good as a record you get anywhere in the world in any sport. But I don't think these young Broncos care for for stats and facts. Stats and facts don't have feelings, and I don't think they care for them, to be honest with you, the Broncos. I think being at home, despite those numbers, I think it is an advantage. Um, But I've got a feeling Melbourne might get there the long road. Pappenhausen, um, a few weeks back by then... It's going to be a tough assignment. The biggest advantage, as I said, with um, with the Warriors taking on Penrith, of course, Webster knows the in and goings of uh, the Panthers. Craig Bellamy over Kevi Walters. He's just got far too much experience at this time of year. But that said, I just think it's an elite team, this Broncos side, and, and I've got them winning the game. Maybe it might get away from them in the end, maybe by 12 or 14.
1: OK, interesting. Right. Uh, it uh, goes with the the feel over here, I, I think, as well. Sharks, Roosters?
0: Yeah, look, I'm very, very keen on the Roosters. I hate to say because I, I reside in the Sharks area and they're up and about here, let me tell you. But if you go through the team on paper and you talk about big game experience, so on the Sharks side, you've got really Wade Graham, who's a veteran now, and there's not a lot behind that. Whereas for the Roosters, who are clicking in the gear at the right time of the year, Tedesco, Brandon Smith, Radley... Collins, Manu, Keary, list goes on, Nat Butcher, on and on and on. And I just think at this time of year, uh, which is pouring rain in, in Cronulla today, actually, whether that continues tomorrow, I'm not sure. But again, and this is the theme this week, Smithy. really, it's the biting the hand that feeds you. We've got three games where, and this is the same case uh, with the Roosters and the Sharks, where you've got a person who spent a long time as an apprentice underneath the head coach, taking them on. So you've got Webster versus Cleary, You've got Fitzgibbon versus Robinson. And, of course, you've got Bellamy and and Kevy. So it's quite remarkable how, you know, who has the bigger advantage, the the former assistant or the the head coach. Um, I just think experience for the coach, experience by the players, Roosters should be too good.
1: Okay, And, uh, of course, uh, the other one of interest, uh, Knights and the Raiders.
0: Yeah, look, everyone is saying that the Raiders are going up there to make up the numbers, and that may be the case. But... There are asterisks against some of the players for the Newcastle Knights. Hastings hasn't been playing due to a syndesmosis. We don't know how this shoulder is for Carl Ponga. So if those two turn up and things aren't 100% and don't stay 100%, things could get a bit wobbly. This Canberra side will come up with zero nerves because they've got nothing to lose. No-one's backing them. So they'll come up gunslinging, just having a crack. But this crowd will be not not too dissimilar to... to, um, to uh, New Zealand and, and the Warriors, when that happens in a week or maybe two weeks, depending how it plays out, it's going to be a massive home ground advantage. Um, I do expect the Knights to win, but I'm not as I'm not declaring them just like everyone else in the world are.
1: Um, getting back to uh, to our situation around the halves now a couple, two to three weeks ago we had Metcalf and Johnson uh, combining quite nicely building up this relationship, now we have neither, so yeah. what do you think Webby will do here, uh, will he go uh, from Dylan Walker uh, off the bench and put him in as a playmaker or would you put trust in Ronald Volkman to go alongside to Mighty Martin, that's that's the big question we're thinking over here
0: Yeah, you know what I'll do, Smithy. like it, it, it's and I, I try and think outside the square, and you have to think outside the square to beat Penrith. Everyone is thinking, "Okay, do we put Dylan Walker at six, or we put Volkman in the halves?" It's not compulsory to have two halves, you know. Like you can, you can just go in there with um, seven forwards. They are brutal up front. I would, as a gamble, because I, I just think if you go in with a, a um, half-hearted model. I don't think you can win it. I think I'd much rather play these strengths. I'd say, you know what, Tamati, you're running the show. You're our half. We've got other guys who can, you know, sort of fill in with a little bit of ball playing here and there. But we're going to take on the Panthers who's seven forwards and just try and blast through them. That, that, that's personally what I would do in this predicament, Smithy, as opposed to going for just a stop, stop sort of gap solution, which, which I would have zero confidence in. Uh, me personally, that, that's what I would do. Roll the dice.
1: Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, hey, Joel, it's been great that you've uh, given us a bit of your time. I know you've got a, a pretty busy weekend yourself, so uh, really appreciated your thoughts and your predictions. Uh, and from us over here, it will be a massive rating game, and then we can't wait uh, again, of course, uh, the following weekend to host one back on our shores. That will be special. Thanks for your time, mate. So uh, really appreciate it. Uh, thank you, Smithy, th-
0: thank you to the listeners as well. I've always wanted to say this on New Zealand radio. Akawas!